This is episode one with Jennifer Gelman from BWMC Fitness, described as a super fit mom of four boys. Well, I bet you you have five minutes. And if you do five minutes, you know what's going to happen in those five minutes? You're going to start to feel those endorphins pumping. You're going to start to feel better about yourself and more energetic. And then you go, okay, I can do five more. Hey, moms, are you tired of being tired? Or maybe yelling at your kids. Or maybe you need to know how to get your strength back postpartum. Or learn to manage your stress trying to do it all. Or just to become a more confident mom. If so, then welcome to Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired. I'm Christiane Bégin, a mother of two, sharing inspiring conversations with wonderful people on how we can be mentally and physically stronger moms, and also including freshly squeezed ideas, a little bit of fun, so you can learn how to find balance, and also how to raise strong, caring, confident kids in today's world. So if you're ready, let's get started. This mother is inspiring. She has over 92,000 Instagram followers, a PhD in special education. She's a certified trainer with specialties in pre and postnatal exercise, tricks, yoga, fitness, nutrition. She's been featured in numerous publications such as Dr. Oz, Healthy Woman, People, Daily Mail, Pop Sugar. She's developed a fitness program, BWMC. And her focus is on finding the athlete in every parent. Today, we talk about her three greatest loves, parenting, teaching, and fitness. And if you've never seen her Instagram, wow, she posts videos of herself exercising with her four boys. For parents that, and even myself, when you say, oh, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I've been working all day, now I have to clean, and on and on and on, the excuses are so easy. And what's inspiring with Jennifer is she literally, and I mean literally, exercises everywhere, at the airport, on her couch, on a chair, when she's traveling, at the beach, with her minivan, at the door, dancing, on top of like towers, I mean everywhere. So it was really fun to talk to her and find out how she got started in all of this. What was her inspiration? How growing up exercise and sports was an important part of her life with her parents. We talk about how she lived overseas for years and had to take care of her kids in different cultures and how that changed her and her kids. We also talk about why it's so important for her now to show parents that they all have that inner athlete inside of them. And we also talk about what it's really like being a mom of four boys and how she views being a mother and motherhood and her words of inspiration for mothers today. So I'm so thrilled and happy and honored to have had her as a guest. She was so fun to talk with. If you do enjoy this episode, please share it with someone else. Please make sure to subscribe to the the podcast so you'll get our next episodes. Welcome, Jennifer, Jennifer Gelman, and thank you for being on Citrus Love Podcast, Keeping Motherhood Inspired today. I know we had to reschedule a bit, but because (laughs) you 
moved. Um, yes, you were a busy, busy time. <laughs> I want to talk about that first because you were in Hong Kong and you just moved back to Virginia. And yes. uh, so you were there for a decade, I believe. No, not a decade, although it may have felt that way, but for three years. But I okay. was actually out of the country for five with my husband's job with the State Department. We were in Baku, Azerbaijan first, and we were there for two years. And most people don't know where it is, but I absolutely loved it and didn't know what to expect. And then we went to Hong Kong and we were there for three years. And honestly, I, I didn't want to come back because I just loved living abroad. I loved the lifestyle. I loved the ability to travel to places I never thought I would go. But it's been an exciting transition coming back to Virginia and kind of getting connected again with the States because it really, obviously, five years is a long time. So it actually feels really good to be back. You grew up in California, so it's not exactly your, your hometown. but That's I true. Why did you guys move back to Virginia? Because so, of your husband? Or? Yeah, my husband's job. So we actually, my husband and I met out in California and I was born in California. My dad was in the Navy and we moved all around. So the moving lifestyle is kind of in my blood. So I do really love that. But um, settled down in California. I was a teacher there. And that's when I met my husband. He was actually in the military at the time. And then he got a job out in Virginia. So we moved out to Virginia and... Um, got settled a bit here, and I actually went back to school to get my PhD in education and became an assistant professor. And then we had, we started a family, and my husband got his first overseas job in Prague, and that's kind of took us away, but then this is kind of our home base, Virginia, so um, it's home, but yeah, my heart really does belong in California. We were there <laughs> over the summer, saw family and friends, but we'll be back again soon, I'm sure. <laughs> and when you uh, were living abroad, you had you had all your kids abroad. Or you sort had of. So basically, my first, I got pregnant in Virginia while I was an assistant professor at Marymount University. And when I had him, I took leave, and then my husband got his job in Prague. And so we moved to Prague. And by the time we moved, I was pregnant with my second. And um, I did come back for all the deliveries, and they were okay. all born in Arlington Hospital. So it was really nice to be able to come home for the deliveries because so much is different abroad. As much as I mm -hmm. love it, it is nice when you're going to have a big event. Like like that to be somewhere mm -hmm. where you feel really comfortable. Yeah. So they, we did all come back for that. But yeah, and then basically I would always return abroad once I had the boys and everything was good to go and we could fly. You have to wait like a month and then you can get on the plane again. <laughs> yeah, that's true because um, isn't the cutoff like at 32 weeks? So you had to come back a little yes, bit earlier. There are all okay. these rules, which, you know, you want to, you want to wait as long as you can, but at the same time, you don't want to take any chances that you're going to have a baby on the plane. So, <laughs> and they make you have like a letter because especially after like the third time, I mean, each time you got, at least for me, I always gained more each time and got a little bit bigger each time with each pregnancy. And so I remember the third he, they were like, you need a letter to get on this plane. I thought, Oh my God, do I look that big? <laughs> So they were nervous I was going to have the baby, but no, nobody came too early. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll talk more about your pregnancy, but I want to talk about the main thing, which is all of your little workout videos that you post on Instagram, on your Facebook page. Um, you literally exercise everywhere, <laughs> like everywhere. At, for those that are listening, you exercise at home, in the park, at the airport, with luggages, laundry baskets, folding laundry, on the couch, in the car, uh, by the car, washer, dryer, kisses and dancing, kitchen, baking, like everywhere. And with, and you include your four boys in most of those videos too. And I just find that is amazing. Like for all the times we yeah. hear mothers say, I don't have time. I'm tired. I have kids. Like you just put all those excuses, <laughs> like blow them out the window because you're doing, finding the time. And I find that's very inspiring. Do you remember the first time you started filming these videos? I do. You know, what's really funny is when we moved to Baku, Azerbaijan, and I was just getting settled. We had only been there about six months. And I had just had my fourth. He was, he was like one, one and a half almost. And I was at this point where I knew that was probably all the babies we were going to have. And I'd always been really active with fitness and had always been struggling with how to squeeze it in with a family. And it's actually my husband's idea where he said, you have all these ideas about how to work out at home and with the family and on the go. He's like, you need to start sharing it. And I thought, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I started brainstorming. We came up with this first workout. It was a laser tag workout. And it was actually in December, right before New Year's, we filmed it all outside. And basically I worked out on the TRX and my boys were playing laser tag and we would like jump in and out of exercising and playing and kind of like how to combine playtime and fitness time so you can squeeze in a workout and your kids are happy too. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of launched it actually on New Year's Eve that year. It was like literally before midnight, just kind of put it together put it out there and ran out and toasted happy new year and thought, who knows? <laughs> so, so how old were your kids at that time? So my youngest was one and he is now six. So I've been doing it for about four and a half years. So I think he was one and a half. And uh, yeah, so we, I just started by sharing it on Facebook and uh, I started like a Facebook page for BWMC Fitness and then slowly decided I needed to try out some other platforms and that's how I stumbled upon Instagram and just started to find a wonderful community and that was mm -hmm. really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how I found you because I saw just one of your videos and I was like, wow, that's creative. And <laughs> she's a mother and I'm a mother. And I'm like, I want to see what else she's doing because that's going to give me ideas. And like, I love that. That was one, one of the things. So let's go back a little bit so we understand how you got interested in fitness and working out. Since this is a motherhood-inspired podcast, yeah. I want to talk about your childhood with your parents and what values they taught you when you were younger. I just want to read quickly. You wrote, 
And I thought that was so beautiful. And it's a good segue into um, your childhood. You wrote in one of the Instagram captions that before I had my boys, I always knew I wanted a family, but I never imagined I would have a big one. Then I had my first baby. And even though it was incredibly hard, I loved it so much. It brought me more meaning to my life than I could ever have imagined. The incredible love led me to another, then another, then another, and giving me four amazing blessings that I'm thankful for every day. Motherhood is amazing. Motherhood is challenging. Motherhood is messy. Motherhood is beautiful. It took becoming a mama for me to truly understand how much my own mother gave to raising me, and I'm grateful to be able to do the same for my boys. What exactly are you grateful for your own mother Oh, so much. Um, with my mom specifically, I think I am incredibly grateful for how much she gave of herself. And she took time off as well to be home with my brother and I. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not until you become a mama that you realize like how much that entails and obviously how how challenging it is, how meaningful it is. And I have so much respect for the journey she had with us. And when it came to fitness, what's really amazing is my dad played a huge role in that as well. He was really active and loved getting us active. In fact, I am suspicious it's for the same reasons I have been active with my own boys in that um, he, I, I think he might have been trying to wear us out. <laughs> That's always my uh, goal. <laughs> yes, yes. Besides squeezing in a workout for myself, I thought we need to get some energy out. Yeah. So he would actually organize these like mini triathlons, which sounds kind of silly but it, it was wonderful looking back on it. We would get out the bikes and we'd ride our bikes to the pool and then we'd swim at the pool and then we'd come back and then we'd go for a little run. And those types of activities, I have such fond memories of. And I, I think it, in one, I always wanted to be active. So I think he probably saw that in my brother and I. And then this was a way that he could be active with us and bond with us. And it's something where, I also, though, growing up, because I was so active, I really never thought I would struggle with being fit with kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a funny thing happened is I had my first and I went, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? It suddenly <laughs> was so, so hard. I mean, I remember it incredibly well. And I realized the routine I had set up before going into it, which I thought would be such a smooth transition, suddenly wasn't going to work. <laughs> and that was when that, that kind of that's what led me to get creative with these workouts because it just mm -hmm. it was a barrier to what mm -hmm. I was doing. Your mom, she was at home. Did she participating in the activities as well? Or was it only your father? Not as much. She did participate. But uh, like we would go on these skiing trips and we were big swimmers growing up. And she always loved to swim. Uh, definitely was supportive of all the activity we did. Uh, she was a teacher before having us and then took time off from being a teacher to be home with us and then went back to teaching once my brother got into school. Mm -hmm. And, but really I, my dad was more hands-on, you know, in the pool with us, on the bikes with us, you know, skiing down 
the slopes with us, those types of things. <laughs> so you, it was part of everyday routine, doing activities, you were moving constantly every day. Um, that was yeah, yeah, it was just a really active lifestyle. And it wasn't always predictable exactly what kind of activity. But yeah, just keeping everybody on the move was mm -hmm. part of life. Were you also involved in uh, group boards or... Yes, I did. I did swim team for mm -hmm. a long time. And then I ended up going to UCSB and swimming there. And I was on track and cross country and loved that dance team for a little bit before I got serious about track and swimming. And yes, always just loved being active. The idea of moving, you know, dancing, swimming and running were mm -hmm. always a big part of it. And, and then as I got a little bit older, like out of college, I wanted to still have that now that group sports were kind of over. I still craved that. And then I did triathlons. I competed in like sprint triathlons and Olympic distance, even did the Marine Corps marathon. I've done one marathon and that probably is all I need to do, <laughs> but <laughs> survived and enjoyed it. And check that one off the list. <laughs> Once we moved to California, I find that California seems to just naturally have a active lifestyle, probably because of the weather, the conditions mm -hmm. just make you want to be outside moving. And a lot of the friends I had had similar interests. And that probably happens because you want to do those activities together. Let's talk a little bit about BWMC Fitness. First, I want to know what do these those <laughs> letters stand for? Because every time I get confused. I need to share that again. No, I know. It's, it's, it's your a, kids, right? Is it oh, and everybody oh. thinks that. But that's oh. fine to think that you're not alone. And it would make sense because <laughs> it's for, you know, letters. But no, so it actually stands for Baby, Where's My Coffee? And there's a story, but basically, yeah. I know it's, you would never have guessed, never, but, never. <laughs> but basically back when we were living in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan, and that was our second post and quite different from Prague. And I had just had our third. And so we had three boys, three and under, and it was mm. nutty. It was crazy. It was, you know, a crazy place to live and then have these little boys and, you know, and so every morning I would get up and go around the house and try to organize the chaos and, you know, changing diapers, nursing, finding lost sippy cups, you name it. And I'd be having coffee along the way. And inevitably I would lose my coffee every single morning. And I'd look down at Max, the baby at the time, and I'd be holding him walking around the house and be like, baby, where's my coffee? Just kind of saying that. And then it just kind of stuck. My husband and I kind of would joke around about it because I would lose it all the time. And then I thought, you know what? I feel like this, really symbolizes the chaos that parenthood can bring mm -hmm. as well as the sense of humor that you really need to keep in order to get through the crazy parts of it all and funny side story is I never really liked or drank coffee regularly until I had my first so I felt it also symbolized the need for coffee to run on such little sleep so Me a little too. bit of everything oh really <laughs> that's the same for me. I was never a coffee drinker, not even like in university. It was tea. Or <laughs> and everyone said, you're not drinking coffee. I can't believe it. But my first, I tried to hold off until as much as I could until I just couldn't. I was so tired. I'm like, okay, now I'm 
a coffee mama. <laughs> I felt like as if my body just knew I needed to give it a chance again. It was like, you're going to have to figure something out because this is not working. <laughs> and now I'm in love with it. <laughs> and with BWMC Fitness, you use one hashtag and saying that it's your mission, finding the athlete in every parent. I love that. Um, yeah. Why is it so important for you to encourage parents to find their athletic side or what do you mean by that uh, sentence exact physical or not necessarily no in fact I think what's so amazing about parenthood is at least for me going into it I didn't realize how challenging it was going to be I didn't realize I, I felt like I did a lot of challenging things before I became a parent and I thought I was definitely prepared and it really surprised me at how much strength I needed in order to get through one, learning how to take care of a baby and two, trying to keep up with my own self-care and three, the demands that come with just raising multiple kids and also moving around the world. And so it's this idea of finding the athlete, which with athlete, I mean, you know, that you have strength to take on the day energy to complete what you need to do and also that you can enjoy it. I feel mm -hmm. like for at least the beginning, the very first few months of motherhood, it it was just so busy and so challenging that you're just really trying to figure it out. And I don't know how much of it you're truly enjoying. And yeah. it was once I could find some time for me, self-care, a little bit of fitness, which I always craved, but couldn't figure out how to fit it in once everything, my world turns upside down having a baby. I mean, I felt like I found myself becoming a mother, but then I also didn't know how to be who I used to be at the same time mm -hmm. and combine those two worlds. And so, yes, this mission of finding the athlete in every parent, although a lot of the focus is physical, I believe by making time for yourself, you're giving yourself the strength to mm -hmm. be the best parent you can be. And really when you want to, I want my kids to look back. I mean, nobody's perfect. Nobody's happy all the time, but I want them to remember a happy mom, a successful parent that could accomplish things and not just feel completely defeated at the end of the day. We all have those days, of mm -hmm. course, but that overall there's more good moments than hard moments. And I have found that making time for fitness gives me the energy to make that happen. So how long did it take you to find your new routine? How long was that transition period? It was a while. So when I was pregnant with my first, I just kept up pretty much most of my normal routine. Of course, I modified as I became further on in pregnancy, but I still swam. I still lifted weights. I went to spin class. I was doing almost everything I was doing before and thought, this will be great. I will still go to the gym. I'm going to take him to the babysitter and mm -hmm. it's going to be easy and I'll squeeze it in. Well, then as soon as we started doing that, he was just a few weeks old and I thought it'd be an easy transition. Oh my goodness. No. So they, I would leave him and he was not happy at all which I thought, okay, we'll get used to it. But then <laughs> <laughs> the babysitters would come get me in the middle of my workout to the point where I'd be like on the elliptical, warming up, looking over my shoulder like every minute, wondering, are they coming now? Are they coming? That's how much it was happening. And I thought, oh my God, I can't do this. This is stressful being at the gym. <laughs> so And you were in, in Prague at that time, right? 
Not yet. So at this point, I was still in Virginia. We moved okay. to Prague right before he turned one. And so okay. I struggled most of that first year to figure it out. I think I, I tried for a good like six weeks at the gym. And I remember talking to the pediatrician being like, I don't know what to do. And she said, well, how about you give it a break and then try again. And then I did that and it still, he wasn't happy there. So I, it, it caused me to get creative with my workouts mm -hmm. at home. And that really got the ball rolling. And then once I went over to Prague, childcare at gyms abroad are actually really hard to find. Mm -hmm. So then it was, you know, even though there was the option, it was hard to use that option. Now there really wasn't the option. So, okay, what are we going to do? Well, let's figure out what I can do at home or at the park or on the way to the park. And that's when I started really experimenting. Yeah, that's good. You hear that when your mom and some stay-at-home moms, then they start building businesses or side hustle. They say, I think it's because you have to find different ways and that's how you exactly get creative. And they kind of give you a different path that you never thought you'd go on because completely. it changes your life. <laughs> it completely changes your life. But I think you're onto something with that. And I haven't really thought about it that way, but that it forces, it, I, I have found a different level of creativity becoming a mother and that's mm -hmm. probably exactly why because mm -hmm. there were all these outlets for it before in a different way and now mm -hmm. you know when you have a different lifestyle you still have a need to get something out into the world and so that's another way of doing it so yeah yeah exactly because mm -hmm. you still want to do a part of what you did before and yeah. if you stop because you have kids then you have to be creative or else you wouldn't do anything exactly how I thought being a mother would be and how it actually was once I mm -hmm. became a mother. Completely. And insanely different. Like <laughs> I was, I didn't see my mom struggling. She baked, she cooked, she like sewed her costume, Halloween costume, like everything. <laughs> so I saw it like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. We're doing all these things. And today the reality is kind of different. And we we want to do so much and Completely. we still want to do self-care. I think it's become even more challenging, even I though it's always right. been. Uh, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do everything. No one talks about this. They always no. say, oh, it's going to be hard. You'll never sleep again. But that's it. That's no one it. goes yeah. into the details because yeah. maybe they think it's too personal or some details are gross or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whatever you're talking about. And I got so frustrated because I needed someone to talk to me. How do I do this now? And I had to figure a lot of things on my own. Thank goodness we have the internet nowadays. You can right. find a lot of information and find an, a lot of mothers that are doing things with newborns or for me, toddlers. So it feels good to see like for you, when you write, you you don't hide parts of your life that from your videos, we could easily say, oh, she's always happy. Her kids yeah. are always doing what she says. They're <laughs> But no, no. <laughs> but we're just when, like everybody. <laughs> yeah, when you, we read what you write, then like yes okay I'm not the only one and 
we always feel like we're the only ones because no one talks about these things enough. And, and that's why I felt it was really interesting. One of the things you talked about, which relates to this, is when you get asked the question about if you wanted to have a girl. You wrote about that. And can you explain a little bit the story behind this? Yes. About that? So that was when I went to, we were in Bishkek and Kyrgyzstan. So I was pregnant with my third. And so we had the two boys at the time. And I think also going into the third, I thought maybe that could be my last pregnancy as well. So from Bishkek, they, you get medevaced to London to go get the sonogram and checked up, make sure everything's okay. So I was there, I had the checkup and I called my husband right after to tell him how it went. And before I had left, it was actually my first time I had left the boys um, with, I mean, it was fine to live with my husband, but I'd always been there because I was mm-hmm. the one at home. So I had told them I was going to get them a baby doll and I was going to get a baby doll boy or girl based on what I was having. Mm-hmm. And so I got on the phone with my husband and I said, well, everything looks great. The baby's developing wonderfully. And then I just started to cry. And um, I said, and it's a boy. And it was so, it was such a mix of emotions because you're just so happy that the baby is developing well and that's everything you want. But it was like, all of a sudden my emotions were really clear that I was hoping that I would have a girl and that this could be the final pregnancy. And Um, as I was walking, my plan was to go right to the toy store and get that baby doll. And I knew I had to get the baby doll boy. And it was like, that was a symbol of, I'm going to have another boy. And not that I am not incredibly grateful. I mean, again, I probably similar emotions came up for my fourth, but not to the same degree. Um, at that point, I think I knew I was probably going to always have boys. In fact, if I got pregnant again, I think I'd have twin boys, but (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love having boys. And it actually is, it's become a part of my life to be a boy mom, but there was definitely a piece of me that thought, yeah, I would have loved to have some pink in my house and some dresses to pick out and all the girly things I grew up with to be able to share that. And I realized I never wanted to share that because I felt like, oh, you know, I almost felt a little guilty that I had those feelings and never to take it away from my two youngest to think, oh gosh, I wish they were a girl. No, Mm -hmm. I would never change a thing. Mm -hmm. It's just that I had many moms writing me who were pregnant with their third or fourth boys and wanted to know what to do with how they felt, which was very similar to those emotions. And they were feeling the same like guilt and how to accept it. And I thought, you know what, I should just share it because Mm -hmm. I think the one thing I've learned as a mom and I've gained experience as a mom is that if I feel it, other people are feeling it. And Mm -hmm. often you feel like you are the only one, like, gosh, everybody has it together. Everybody else is, knows what they're doing and, you know, has no problems at home and no problems with figuring anything out when it's not true. So I, I, I felt strongly all of a sudden that, you know what, I think it's appropriate to share it. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people that could relate. So that was nice to get that reaction. Yeah. That the, I wanted to talk about that because, well, for me, I have a boy and a girl, but <laughs> 
everyone says like, oh, you have the perfect family. You don't need any more kids. When I had just my son, it was, oh, you have to try for a girl. Mm -hmm. And they're focused on on that like that completes it yeah I still get that today they're like oh Mm -hmm. one more I'm like okay wait full house Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but yes it is amazing and and also the reaction of like oh my goodness four boys that must be insane I'll say it in front of them and I'll feel bad I'll be like no I don't know any different so if it's insane oh well that's what I got But yeah, I heard that too. They would tell me, oh, thank goodness you didn't have two boys because then, oh, it'd be really exhausting. Um, <laughs> but is it really? <laughs> you have four. Like, Well, there was how a is time it? when I was in living in Prague and I had two that were only 19 months apart. That was the craziest time for me as a mom, learning to juggle two kids so close together in another country. It was really, really hard. My oldest was just getting into that fun, terrible two stage, which he Mm -hmm. hit a pretty strong. Not everybody's a little different, but um, I would be at the park and I would look over and I would notice there were these, you know, it was often the girls playing so nicely in the sand or quietly. And here my boys were like throwing things and yelling and tantrums leaving the park. And I thought, this is crazy it's so different how did this work out and I would be jealous and now it's like you know it's just once you it's like anything you know it was it was during that time it was a big struggle of figuring Mm -hmm. out how to be a mom of two really young boys but then once you can embrace it and also find a routine you know it was finding my way as a new mom and figuring out what worked for me and for them. But yeah, there was a time I I did feel like there was a really big difference between the toddlerhood, at least. (laughs) Your sons are how old now? So now my youngest is in first grade. Then I have a third grader, a fifth grader, and a seventh grader. And now I'm just, I feel like we turned a point in the last, when my youngest turned five and started kindergarten, I felt quite a lift in what we could do. It was, mm. it's still there. It's still a struggle. There's nothing like that's easy necessarily. Right. It, but mm-hmm. everything's relative, but um, it's so much easier. And I think the biggest thing you notice is how much more you can do. Like you don't have to worry about getting home for nap time and mm-hmm. the meltdowns are less and uh, the maturity to be able to help out more. So like even things like going to the grocery store, the last time I lived in Virginia, yeah, I, I never wanted to go to the grocery store. It was so insane. And mm-hmm. now it's like I can go and take them all mm-hmm. and we can survive and it won't be as exhausting. It's still hard, but <laughs> things do get a little bit easier as they get older. <laughs> You'd say once they're in school, it gets easier. But when they're preschool age, that's the toughest time, right? As a mother, just because they're, you have to make sure they survive it's like they don't jump off this and cut themselves and things like like that a little bit less like I would say probably two like two the age of two got easier and easier the more times I did too I would have I think a better sense of humor about it too I think the first time around I felt like I had this perfect baby so to speak and all of a sudden I was like what happened to you you completely changed you want to do everything the opposite of what I want you to do but um by the third and fourth time I knew I expected it and it would be funny like I remember my third we'd be going to preschool and I would turn around in the minivan and be like where's your shoe 
where there's a shoe missing. I just put it on him like a minute ago. And he goes, I, I threw it out. I, I didn't want it. I threw it out the window. <laughs> like, you know, what? And like at the time you want to lose your mind, but it was like, oh, that's kind of funny, actually. I, I'm going to laugh about that one day. Right now I want to scream, but yeah, <laughs> so I drove back that. up into the driveway and I was like, at least sense of humor enough to know I'll, I'm going to take a picture of this shoe because it's going to be funny to tell my husband later. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask because I really wanted to have like three kids and we're at two and I'm like, oh my God, two, two little ones. It's a lot. <laughs> I think you, uh, you had mentioned um, the two kids was the hardest. Yeah, two. To really, manage. I think learning to juggle for me, I think was probably the hardest part of motherhood yet. Um, I mean, there's been hard parts, but I still look back and think, gosh, it really took me by surprise how challenging it would be. Plus, I think they were so, so close together. And um, it was so crazy. And I knew I wanted more, <laughs> even though it would be so hard. It's like each time it would be so hard, but I would still want another baby. And when I had my third, I was so surprised but pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. at it being easier than my second and I think one I knew how to juggle two my older two which they still were really little it was like three and one sorry I'm trying to silence it but anyways um they were three and one and they would play together they would actually be able to play while I took care of the baby and I felt like my My second son, I wasn't able to give him the or enjoy that baby stage nearly the same. And my third time around, I felt like, oh, I can enjoy this baby stage again. This is fantastic. And now that my other two can actually play together and let me focus on it. So that was nice. And I, I think it also just depends on the disposition of each baby but I also think also think it's the disposition of yourself again it's mm. like coming into your own of knowing more what to expect and just also relaxing about it all sometimes that helps mm. <laughs> would you say you're someone that easygoing and that helped you or did you have your husband that helped out I wouldn't say a lot because I think he was yeah, uh, he's been really, busy. really busy, really, really busy. And, and, and I would say I've gotten more and more easygoing as it's gone. And now like my husband laughs, sometimes he'll be like, he'll be the one stressed out about something, which is usually my role. And I'm like, yeah, at this point we've seen everything. So I'm just going to not stress about it anymore. You almost mm -hmm. go into it predicting it and going, okay, well, you have a, a wider standard deviation of what's allowed now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's like, it's okay. That's not that bad. I know. Where the first time around, it was like, what? You know, like, you know, yeah. silly things like mm -hmm. eating crumbs off the floor. And like, I just remember, like, you know, not wanting them to crawl anywhere. And then by the third and fourth, you're like, it's fine. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, go ahead. <laughs> I read somewhere that raising a child is not a one parent or one woman job. It, it takes a tribe, a village. For me, I'm kind of doing it on my own, and I find that it's so difficult. I mean, on my own, I'm not a single mother, but my yeah. my husband is working yeah. a lot. And mm -hmm. for you, I think it would be the same thing, right? Or did you get any outside help? Um, I didn't really get outside help. And 
with what's interesting is living abroad there's definitely a culture of having more help depending on where you live for example in hong kong it was very common to actually have nannies live with you and um i ever since i became a mom though i didn't know what to expect when i was pregnant i was suspicious that i would probably want to stay home but i was keeping all options open with being an assistant professor still. But I've always wanted to be really hands-on, so I didn't get a lot of help besides my husband. But I think you're right, it's a, a tribe is really helpful. And I think also with me being abroad, it was really fantastic to find a community of other like-minded moms online since we were moving so often that you could feel like there there was a group of people that mm -hmm. really understood mm -hmm. what you were going through, who could relate, and you kind of felt were your friends that you could bounce these crazy ideas off of and um, get feedback on. So I do think it, it's it's so helpful to have a tribe in some way, whether it be mm -hmm. in person or online or whatever works for you. Because if there's anything I've learned as a mom, it's, it's going to be different for each of us. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning, I thought, oh, one way is the best way. Oh, gosh, no. It's, it's different for everyone. But finding something for support. And did you get any time off, <laughs> time <laughs> off, uh, or moments that you could just go out, I mean, for a walk or get a drink or yes. whatever yes. you enjoy so shopping? Something or... we did, we definitely set up where we would do date night um, and pretty regularly, especially when we were in Bishkek and Baku, um, we tried to do it once a week and that was fantastic. Wow. And actually even before I was, I did have a, that same sitter that would come for date night. I would have them come once a week or every other week for like two to three hours, just so I could go. Like you said, sometimes I just remember, especially living in Prague where the kids were so, so little and so close together. I remember going out on a date with my husband. He was like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't care. We could walk around the block. I'm just so excited yeah. to be with just <laughs> you. <laughs> it could be nothing at all. Let's just sit on the bench. I don't care. It's quiet. <laughs> yes, I get that. <laughs> you made me think of something. What I really like is kids, they bring you back to just the basic. You don't need much. You find joy in just, like you said, you go for a walk, just sit on a bench, a moment of pleasure, quiet time, bonding with your husband. I mean, it doesn't take much after that. No, it's true. It lowers the expectations big time because, yeah, you're so used to having... I mean, literally every second is taken up, especially when they're so, so little. And that, yeah, just the idea of it being quiet and it just being, yeah, where you don't have a responsibility at that exact moment. Because it's like, you know, when they're so little and they're into everything, relaxing is not a regular thing, even when you're sleeping, right? You're mm -hmm. always on call. So <laughs> it's to be out of the house is, I actually, for many years, once they got old enough where I wasn't nursing, but still really, really little, um, on my birthday, my husband would send me to a hotel and I would stay there for the night and get room service and watch a girly movie and have a bubble bath. And it was like the best present in the world. Uh, I love that. I love that. I actually told uh, my husband this week, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you go away for a few days. I just need like a hotel room for a 
24 hours. By you, see, you feel like a whole new person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And people, some people think it's crazy. Why would you want to be alone? It's like, well, you're, if you're never alone and it's always yeah. chaos, the idea of just quiet and you time is amazing. <laughs> so you manage to find that balance, some you time with some with your husband, your kids. I tried really hard and yeah. I found that really, really helped in mm-hmm. all areas. Just to still feel connected, obviously, with your spouse and have time for just you guys. And and then, yeah, you still need time for just you or whatever mm-hmm. that means, whether it's reading a book or, you know, mm-hmm. I, just going for a walk, working out at the gym. I mean, it's different for everyone, but just figuring out where you can get me time. Exactly. I recently put my kids into daycare part-time so I could have some time like to exercise, to do like basic appointments. And and I felt so guilty in the beginning because I'm like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I shouldn't put my kids in daycare. Like I'm here. And I always had that vision. And even when I spoke to my mom about it, she was like, what? You're crazy. <laughs> like, because she never put us in daycare. So I yeah. felt so bad. What's wrong? I should be able to do this. And for the longest time, I tried to do it all. And I I was burning out. Like, I Please. couldn't. And so now I understand that this is okay. Completely. And I think that guilt, it's like no matter what you pick, I think it's there. You know, whether you have your kids in preschool, whether you're working outside of the home, whether you're working inside the home, whether you're just a stay-at-home mom doing it all, there's guilt on all of it. And Mm -hmm. I think trying to find a way to let it go, I think Mm -hmm. it helps knowing probably everybody feels it for whatever choice they're making. Yeah. But and realizing that what makes you happy is going to make you do everything better. So you've got to figure out what that is. Yes, yes. I love that. Let's talk about something you haven't talked about, but I'm curious. Postpartum. Because Uh I read that ideally our body recovers from a natural birth three years. It takes three years to recover. For me, in between my two pregnancies, when my son was 18 months, I was pregnant and my second pregnancy, I had severe diastasis recti. Yes. And because they said that the pregnancies were so close together, I didn't strengthen my core enough. So I had severe back pains for a year. And that was like this past year, like I had to go see a physiotherapist and it was insane. I couldn't even hold my baby. Like I was in such pain. And um, so that's why I got so interested in postpartum recovery because again no one talks about that you you hear about like postpartum depression and but not about everything else so now I like to I'm so curious especially you because you had four pregnancies that were close together and you're certified in postnatal exercise so what's your view on this I think One, exercise, a lot of it depends on what you were doing before. And I know following the education, there's constantly new research coming out on what's best for our bodies as we're recovering. But if you've been active before pregnancy, which I was, uh, Mm -hmm. so often you can do many of the activities, but again, not all. And I think that is something... What's nice about the internet is you can find so many options, but sometimes you can find things that are not the best advice and especially based on your background. So being active during pregnancy would help you recover 
quicker, but of course, listening to your body, I think, I think everyone's a little bit different on how tuned in to their bodies and what those aches and pains mean and whether to push through or not. I've always been someone that's been a little bit more cautious to mm-hmm. how much to push and really took it slow after each pregnancy with jumping right back into how much I could do. Plus, I think the fact that it was always a struggle right in the beginning to exercise due to the demands, it mm-hmm. kept me from doing too much. But I always found personally, it took at least a year mm-hmm. to feel like my body felt more itself again. And Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised to hear three years. What's interesting about that too is I think now so often you're hearing that people are nursing longer too. Mm -hmm. I felt once I stopped nursing, then my body felt like it could go back to where it was before pregnancy. Not that it's ever exactly the same. Of course, you've been through so much, but I was at a point where I felt like my body was my own again and able to do a lot more strength wise as well. Cause so it's so demanding nursing on your mm-hmm. body more than I think we give it credit for. Uh, personally, I had DR a bit after each pregnancy, but um, really took my time with adding core specific ab exercises after deliveries and really just focused on pelvic floor and mm-hmm. getting my heart rate up. was a big fan of walking a ton with the stroller. And especially as you add more kiddos to that, the double stroller mm-hmm. and then all the gear they would have, you know, mm-hmm. just getting everybody out of the house and going to the park was a workout in itself. So it was, I I definitely held back on overdoing it with each of my postpartum recovery time periods. So for you, it was similar, like after each pregnancy? So I would say after each one. So the first one was probably the most, the biggest learning curve as far as how I felt and how much I could do. I remember that first week after having my oldest, just being surprised at how hard it was just to walk around the block. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I had vaginal delivery and everything went smoothly, but just, I think it can be really surprising how um, much the body needs to recover. So even just simple things like that felt really tiring and slowly worked up into pushing the stroller and going for, I remember I would want, I wanted to start running and then it just didn't feel right uh, Mm -hmm. with the pelvic floor. I just thought, you know what, it's just a little too soon. So um, just kept with exercises I could do at home or with the stroller. I was a really big fan when um, I just had my first of things like stroller stride. In fact, I considered opening one up before we moved abroad because I loved that concept so much of just getting women together and working out with their babies and everybody's talking about how little sleep they got the night before. Mm -hmm. It was such a great way to get people together to be active. What is it exactly? You walk outside or run with strollers? or? Yeah, so basically it's a mom group that gets together. There's an instructor that leads it and everybody brings their strollers and the kids are from newborn all the way up to however old you'd be in the stroller sometimes they were 
bigger kids, but just everybody was in the stroller and you would basically do a warm up together and you'd either walk and run between stations and then do exercises as you stop and, you know, pushing the kids in the stroller and squats and lunges and things like that. And Mm -hmm. it really got me thinking that it kind of branched off from there after really thinking about doing something like that into what could I do that's beyond the stroller too? Because then Mm -hmm. I learned once I added more kids, what can we do once the kids are more active? So Mm -hmm. So when do would you suggest to mother that gave birth, how many weeks should she wait before she starts slowly to incorporate sure. some activities? I know it, it varies, but sure. I would say number one, talk to your doctor. Uh, typically, um, depending on the delivery for vaginal deliveries, it's typically about four to six weeks that they'll clear you. And of course, based on how you're recovering, I did not have a C-section with any of my deliveries, but that's typically longer. And again, based on your recovery. And so number one, clearance from your doctor. And number two, really tuning into your body and not rushing back in, starting with you know, yoga, slow yoga, slow stretches. And if it feels good to do more than that, then do a few minutes. I think the biggest part of my message is that a few minutes is better than no no minutes. Mm -hmm. And a few minutes often leads to more. So you think, oh gosh, I have no time for this, right? And well, I bet you you have five minutes. And if you do five minutes, you know what's going to happen in those five minutes? You're going to start to feel those endorphins pumping. You start to feel better about yourself and more energetic. And then you go, okay, I can do five more. I mean, slowly it becomes a little bit more accessible to squeeze in a workout when you just start small. Do you have specific times of the day when you do your activities or workouts? I like to strive for the morning. I find that I have the most energy in the morning. And especially if it's going to be a family workout, I find everybody is in the best place in the morning. Yes. And so as the day goes on, it gets a little bit hairier, but it just depends on our situation. You know, when we were, when we were moving over the summer and we were all over the place, it was fun to try to squeeze it in in unusual places because we had the opportunity to be all over the States. And mm-hmm. so we would use that when it worked out. But for the most part, I find mornings because it's a little bit more predictable typically. So get it done, get it in. And if for some reason you get cut off, which is really normal in motherhood, then, you know, I am a big fan of what I call snack size exercise, which Okay, if Mm. your goal was to get in a 20-minute workout, but you only got through 10, that's okay. It's not over. Later on in the day, there'll be another window, I bet. Get another 10 in. And you know what? That is really good because it still adds up to 20, and it's still very beneficial. Even when you separated like that? Definitely. I I Mm. 100%. um, One, there's research to support that whether it adds up to the same, that's I can't say, but it's still 10 full minutes of a workout and another 10. I have found to be very effective, one, in my mood and my energy and my ability to take on the demands of the day, but uh, it's still 20 minutes of workout throughout the day. And it's Mm -hmm. a great way to build up the endurance, especially if you feel like, gosh, I'm exhausted after 10. Okay, well, take a break and come back to it later. 
Yeah, that makes it more appealing to to do. Yeah, it's achievable, and yeah. I think that's that's a huge appeal as a mom. You know, what is actually achievable? How exactly. can we actually get? So you're a certified trainer in the American Council of Exercise with specialties in pre and postnatal exercise, trick yoga, fitness, nutrition. Do you do like one on one consultations, or is it? I know you have an app. A yes, I have app. the. So is it all app. through that? Yes, it has been all through that. Actually, I did start in the very beginning. I was training moms in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. I went to, I got certified in Dubai to become a TRX instructor. And I brought back all this education and told the preschool moms that I was all friends with about it. And they all wanted to learn about it. <laughs> Can also, you tell me what is TRX? Yeah, what is so it exactly? Because Excellent. Sure. So it stands for total body resistance exercise is the acronym. And it's their bands that I have loved working with because what I love about it is one, you can do so many different things with it and it can either make an exercise easier or it can also make it harder. So depending on what you want, it can really modify the workout up or down. And it, it's a great tool to get creative with. So when you want to have just make fitness fun, it's a really great tool to add in. And it's something that I love because you can take it anywhere. It's like less than two pounds. It fits in your suitcase. So I have loved throughout my journey of sharing fitness online, just kind of taking it all over the world and squeezing it in when I can. And so I got certified in that in Dubai, brought it back, and then started running classes at the park down the street from the preschool. And we'd all, all the moms would get together and we would do TRX out at the park in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. So that was really fun. <laughs> and then from there, then once I started sharing online, um, I really enjoyed uh, building this community and getting moms excited about how to squeeze in fitness at home with a family. And so then there are workouts that I share on the Playbook app so that it can be more structured. You know, the idea of all the posts that I share is to inspire you to realize, you know, there's not just one way to fit it in. And so often we think we have to be in a gym or we have to be in workout clothes or we have to have 30 minutes straight. And my whole purpose is to show, you know what? Let's work with what we've got. A really, a f exercise can be squeezed in just about anywhere. Mm -hmm. Let's make it happen. If we really want to, we can. So for mothers, would you suggest they check out this app? Definitely. Your, your Instagram videos, what the best way they could learn from you to start incorporating or continue just getting more creative with exercise? I think as far as getting more creative with exercise, definitely come to Instagram or any of the platforms I'm on and check out the videos I'm sharing. And I think what I love about it is that if one doesn't work for you, because you think, oh, I don't have stairs in my house. Like the one I shared today was a stairs workout that you could do at home. The next one I bet will be something you could do. It might be around laundry. I mean, so many of us as moms, I mean, doing laundry every day. I can't stand it, but guess what? You have a basket and you can put clothes in there and it's a perfect weight. <laughs> and there's a lot you can do with it. <laughs> That's why they say, don't think about it too much. You'll lose the weight just doing basic chores. <laughs> it's true. If you, you just, you don't need to overthink it. You can really, yeah. If you really look around your house, just there are so many options that would work so well like the kitchen counter i'm sitting in the kitchen right now there's a million things we could do with just the kitchen counter just using your body weight and you'd get your heart rate up and then you would feel really great about it 10 minutes in mm -hmm. so yeah come check it out it'd be awesome 
my favorite idea that I share is just the fact that it, it doesn't have to be a specific piece of equipment from a gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really, it can be like, I'm sitting on a stool right now because we don't have any of our furniture yet from Hong Kong. <laughs> and you know what? You could do a whole workout just at the stool. So it, it doesn't have to be that you buy that. It's really just, um, there are creative ways to squeeze in exercise anywhere. Mm-hmm. How do you stay Zen on vacation with uh, the family? <laughs> Because I, I also love to travel. I'm, I'm like a little anxious because there's so much preparation and they're small. Um, yes. Do you have any uh, good tips? Yes. So packing is always really stressful for me. It still is stressful, but less stressful than it used to be. But it's just like, I'm always afraid that we're not going to have everything, especially when they're really little and there's things you just can't live without. But as, And then if you're going to be in like a foreign country and you can't always get everything, I think Packing ahead of time, getting really super organized. I always find that I pack myself last, but I always feel better if I've got everybody else organized Mm -hmm. a couple days out. And then once we're on vacation, I think trying as much as possible to stick to the routine that you're used to, whether it is like if your kids are at a napping Mm -hmm. stage, I find to still keep that, even Mm -hmm. though you want to just do everything because you're in another place and not have to worry about the routine. I find my kids will do better if we stick to like a about the same wake up time and about the same rest time, you know, things like that, that it will make us enjoy it a little bit better because there is a routine for them to feel more at home. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your kids, they love to travel. They're used to it. So yes. they, they must be pretty good at it by now. I think so. Especially after the summer, we were all over the place and I'm impressed with how much they could do. And especially from where we, we started. I mean, there was a point when it was just my oldest. I felt like he had the hardest time sleeping and everything had to be exactly the same for it to go well. And now it's like they can sleep anywhere and it's really nice for that to happen. (laughs) It took some time, but yeah, it's great to see them adapt and they do enjoy it. Although they're really excited to be back in the States and kind of remember what that's like. Cause some of them, I mean, when we left, they were so little, Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. only my oldest two can remember it. Mm. So it's fun for them. So are they fluent in other languages apart from English? Okay. So yes, they have learned in Hong Kong, they learned Mandarin in school for three years. And I'm really hoping that we can keep it up now that we're back. What's exciting is my oldest, they offer Mandarin in middle school now. So he's going to be learning or keeping that up. So I'm excited about that. Now, the elementary school, they happen to learn French now. <laughs> they haven't learned French yet. So that would be an additional one. But before in Baku, Azerbaijan, my boys were learning Russian. And um, actually, in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan, they spoke Russian there too. So that would be, they haven't done that though in three years, but I'm hoping that, you know, because they got it when they were so little, that if we were to go somewhere like Russia in the future, that they would be able to pick it up quicker. But um, yeah, it's been really awesome that they've been exposed to so much that way, because that's something that I definitely didn't grow up with. I never actually lived abroad or went abroad even until I met my husband, gone to Mexico like twice because I lived in California, but never really went anywhere else. It's, I think, an awesome opportunity for them Mm -hmm. to -hmm. be exposed to one, so many languages and two, the cultures and just a whole you know, so many different parts of the world that you would never think that you would get to see. So I, I'm excited they get to do this. Coming back from these countries, I know the culture has been quite different. Do you appreciate certain things more or challenges in readapting because both cultures are very different? Funny enough, I actually 
I loved living abroad so much that I didn't really want to come back. I mean, there's so many wonderful things about living abroad and I just find it so exciting. But what has been fascinating is coming back has been ridiculously easy in a sense that Mm -hmm. it just feels so comfortable. You don't even realize it. I guess you just get used to a different level of comfort abroad because everything is different and everything is unusual and you just kind of get used to that Mm -hmm. feeling. But then you come home and think as simple things that you just take for granted, like the fact that you can drink the water out of the sink. There's something yeah. <laughs> so nice about that. And for years we couldn't. And then it's really funny to watch the boys and they're like, are you sure you can drink out of this? I'm like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's the other side of, you know, not being familiar with U.S. money. You know, we haven't used U.S. money in five years and we were out at Uh, the silver diner the other night where they have these jukeboxes and get to use quarters to play a song and I was giving the boys quarters and one of my boys was like wait what's this one called again I'm like that's a quarter I'm like oh gosh we got to get back up on that (laughs) because we're (laughs) out of practice with U.S. money you know and things like just we're gonna have to brush up on U.S. history because you know they didn't get that abroad for so many years but Mm, that's true we'll figure it out So before I end with one question, I have like rapid fire questions that you can answer as quickly as you can. Okay. What do you eat in the morning? Uh, I'd like to have eggs and avocado. You're a coffee drinker. Is there a specific way you do your coffee or do you drink anything else in the morning? Black coffee. And I like to use a French press. Is there a specific food regimen you and your family follow? So just in the past few months, since we were about to, I know that's a long answer, so I have to be quick. (laughs) I'm experimenting with keto just recently, but I'll keep it quick. Sorry. And your kids, the same way as you and your husband does? No, so we, we have done that. But right now with experimenting with keto, no. Okay. Just, the boys are constantly hungry. They need as many carbs as they can get. Do you take any vitamins or supplements? Uh, multivitamin. Do you wear workout clothes every day? <laughs> I just had to ask that. No, which is why you sometimes see me working out in dresses or normal yes. clothes too. <laughs> You've tried quite a few workouts back in the day. What's your favorite workout and why? Mm, that's a good question. Oh my gosh. Well, I probably, what comes to mind, anything to do with the ocean. I'm, you know, I'm a California girl at heart. So if I can be on the beach doesn't matter. The workout on the beach is my favorite. How has your view on motherhood changed? <laughs> and that's the short one. Uh, basically that it's much harder than I expected, but oh, so much more meaningful. I mean, I, I just feel like it's what I was meant to do. So how does your kids incorporate fitness in their lives apart from what we do? Doing, yeah. Uh, they are very active. Uh, they love swimming. They love playing outside, climbing trees. Now that we have a yard, super active. How are you bold and courageous in your life? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is embracing traveling all around the world and just a lifestyle that I never pictured, but embracing it and loving it. So I find that to be brave. You face some of your own fears that you've jumped off a bridge bungee yeah. jumping. What's the next thing you want to accomplish? <laughs> If it's in that world, it would be um, skydiving. I bet, oh. I bungee jumping was 
incredible. I really, really recommend it for anybody. I'm scared to death of heights, but for some reason I wanted to do it so bad. And the high you get from going after a fear like that is incredible. So, but next goal, I guess my next goal short term right now is just settling in to Virginia and making this a home and figuring out what's next for BWMC Fitness. How can mothers be their strongest mom self today? Or what's one thing you would tell them to focus on? Make time for yourself, whatever Mm -hmm. that may be. Um, Don't feel like you have to give up you time, whatever you time is. It's not impossible. It's going to be hard. But if you make it a priority, even if it's just a little bit of time, if you make it a routine in your own life, just like with your kids, the routine will become a part of you too. And don't give up on that. I love that. Um, where can our listeners find you? Can you give us all your social names? Sure. So BWMC Fitness can be found on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Vero, Twitter. I'm even experimenting with TikTok. We'll see how that goes. So I'll end with one question I ask everyone that's on the podcast. We all know that being a mother parent is a roller coaster of emotions and experiences. Keeping motherhood inspired, what one thing have you found kept you inspired and energized throughout your mom life journey? Okay. So my favorite quote, um, I'm going to have to remember the name, but let me tell you the quote. So when you look back on your life, you'll regret the things you didn't do more than the ones you did. And the message behind that is to be bold and courageous. I think that actually the first part of the quote is be bold and courageous. And then when you look back on your life, you'll regret the things you didn't do more than the ones you did. And every time I read or hear that quote, it gives me goosebumps because it inspires me to just Mm -hmm. keep charging ahead. I think we all have ideas and goals within us that we feel like needs to take a back seat once we become a mother. And although there's a time and place for everything, realizing that your journey is still continuing, you don't have to give up on those goals and find an outlet for your creativity keep going after it, even if it's just a little bit each day or a little bit each week, just there's still so much time to accomplish what you want. And motherhood gives so much to you, but you still have so much that you can give back to the world. And I love that quote, because it inspires me to keep going. Fig, that's a nice way to end end this conversation. Thank you for listening to another episode of Citrus Love, Keeping Motherhood Inspired podcast. If you think someone would enjoy to listen to this episode, please share it with them. You can share the link wherever you're listening or go to our website at www.citruslove.com episode and the number where you will find the episode as well as all the information about the guests or the specific episode. The best way to get our podcast ranked is by leaving me a review wherever you're listening. Two, three, four, five, six stars. Whatever you feel reflect podcast, this will not only let me know what needs to be improved as well as what you particularly love. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get the next episode. And thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye, guys.